from plan a listeners welcome back this is chris along with adam hey what's up adam what's up what's up and this is kind of a impromptu episode because uh something really big has happened and remember in 2018 we did essentially the same thing at the end uh when korea beat germany and yes i remember tina and me yeah we had this big celebratory episode uh, I will confess, I did not expect to do uh, an episode like that again, because, uh, I mean, well, okay, so just just to recap things, uh, the group stages of the World Cup have just ended, and Korea, against all odds, um, has made it to the, to the knockout stages. And Yeah, I, I mean, really, against all odds, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they had to have multiple things happen, and they happened. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't so much that... Um, I thought it would be impossible to beat a Portugal B team, but it was just so that, like, cause like then you had, you had the other game that had to go our way. And it was just like, yeah, it's like an intricate, uh, like machinery that had to just, you know, all the gears had to fit correctly and spin. At exactly. The, at the right exactly. Time. And it, it somehow happened to the point where I was not expecting much, uh, from this game. And I just thought, um, you know, just put up a good fight. But I, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So um, I'm actually in Korea right now. I've been here for the last uh, three weeks. And actually, my flight is in like nine hours. So I just thought, <laughs> and I, I don't expect to sleep too much. Uh, actually, um, the U.S. versus Netherlands game is on right now. Adam, are you watching that? I am. I'm watching it on my uh, on the on another tab. And um yeah, apparently the Netherlands scored. Yeah, so, Memphis Depay um, or Depay, uh, however you pronounce that. Um, Memphis Depay, Depay, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, he scored in ten minutes. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't expect to sleep too much tonight. So I thought, hey, might as well pod get the pod up while I'm still in Korea, <laughs> nice. and um, you know the the good vibes are still vibing. So anyway, okay. Um, regardless, oh, what what have you thought of the World Cup so far? Um, it's been exciting. Uh, the games have been, I guess, in quality, quote unquote. I don't know if they've been the highest quality, but they've been really exciting. Like the results and like the, the uh, there have been a lot of upsets. A lot of big name teams didn't make it out of the group. So I think as like a tournament and as entertainment, it's been a lot of fun to watch. For sure. And just, I, just follow too. I can't remember the last time where at, at the third group uh like stage that every th- it seemed like every team has something to play for there were right, very few right. teams that were outright uh eliminated and very few teams that were actually uh like outright into the next round yeah. not only that but even assured of say first place right, right. so you had like e- even a team like spain which had started off so well winning seven nothing in the end, uh, ended up with only uh, four points and in second place because they lost to Japan, right. uh, which uh, you know we can we can talk about that um, as well. But okay, let's uh, 
like I want to talk about my reaction to to um to to the Korea win because as I said, um, I okay so I am not somebody who likes to watch um Korea matches in public because I just get the more personally I'm invested in a match, mm. the less I want to go uh out in public because. There, all the anxiety gets compounded by being in a public place. So, Got it. Uh, um, see, like I, I watch a lot of Tottenham matches in in bars and stuff like that. But that's because, you know, I, as much as I like the team, um, it's I, I don't feel like anything exceptional. It's still just a club, it. right? Yeah, it's a club. It's it's based in London, a city I've never been in, that I have no connection to. And, you know, I, I, I love watching Sonny and I, I have a lot of, you know, players I really like on the team, but it, it doesn't strike at me on a personal level. That's not the right, same with the right. Korean national team. So yes, with that, exactly. um, I, like, for example, 2018, when you're playing Germany, uh, I mean, this was because of the time difference. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, it's not like I could have gone out to a bar or anything, but uh, at work uh, when we, when it was happening, uh, it was uh, like uh, some Korean coworkers had organized a watch party. Oh, nice! And I was thinking, God, fuck no, I'm not going to that. Especially since I thought we were in for a historic beatdown because we were playing so badly in that tournament. And Germany uh, needed not only a win but like a pretty big win uh, to ensure, I think, passage. Like, why would I right. uh, set myself up uh, for that kind of vicarious public humiliation? Um, so I just kind of secretly watched my office, but this time around, for some reason, like the first, uh, game versus Uruguay, I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm in Korea. Why, why don't I go and, you know, what, go out? And, Cause I was also meeting up with a friend, uh, actually a friend we know through, uh, the magazine podcast, Nate, who has happened, who happened to be in Seoul at the same time. I met up with him, had dinner, and then, uh, we went to a bar and, and watched the Korea Uruguay match, which ended in a pretty... Yeah tense uh uh zero zero draw but yeah, i have I'll- to say you have to go to the game if you're in seoul like i what? mean i think you would have been upset or i would have been a little disappointed if you didn't go out <laughs> you, you mean while you're for- there you know all right so for the uruguay match um i i went out and um it was and, and i felt kind of fine i was like okay it, it was nice that it, it ended up in a draw, but um, if it hadn't, I don't think I would have been that uh, like devastated or anything like that. And then uh, for the Ghana Ghana match, um, I, I just watched it at home because it was I forgot what what time it was here, but it was also like very rainy that day. I met up with a uh, with a friend for for dinner, but then she couldn't. Uh, it was too late for her to stay out. I think it was at like right, right. The times are are weird. Yeah, it was at games. midnight. It wasn't at four a.m. because the games would be at like seven, ten. Actually, it might have been at ten. Uh, oh fuck! Yeah. Uh, wait. Oh, did they score? Netherlands. They just gave up. Oh, okay. They just gave up a really bad turnover, and then okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they're still attacking. So, <laughs> okay, so Ghana, anyway. uh, I watched that at home, and that was. That was tense, and it was the um, because we started. Didn't Korea lose? Yeah, we we lost that game, 
And we yeah. started that game off so well, but then Ghana like struck pretty quickly with two goals. And it started giving me shades of, um, I don't know if you remember the Algeria match in the 2014 World Cup that Korea played, which we um, lost 4-2. I don't, I don't remember that game, no. Okay. So uh, it, the circumstances were somewhat similar because uh, in 2014, Korea had drawn 1-1 with Russia, and we were cautiously optimistic. And then we're playing Algeria, which is okay. They're like a pretty good team, but you know what? I think we're kind of on their level, and, and maybe we could get a good result. But then Algeria just like came out of the gates uh, with just full... They, like They were like determined right. to win in like the first 20 minutes. And they right. scored like two goals or something, and by then, we were just completely uh, distraught. This kind of didn't happen like that because we were dominating for the first 20 minutes, but then these two quick goals happened, and I was just thinking, oh my god, we're not going to like lose 4 nothing to Ghana, are we? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, and at, at halftime, I was sincerely wondering, are we even going to score a goal in this tournament? <laughs> I thought, because we had qualified like pretty comfortably. I think it was our most successful yeah, campaign yeah. in quite a while. Uh, this, was, then, this Korea team is better than the 2014 team. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, 2018 team. Yeah, and I, I know we had a tough group, but I'm like, we can at least put up a fight against Ghana, right? I mean, and then... Um, Second half comes around, and then uh, Cho Gyu-sung, uh, which wh- wh- whom I want to talk about uh, later, he's he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like the new uh, like hot guy, I guess, at, at the yeah, World Cup, yeah. <laughs> and because uh, 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 but then he scores these like two amazing, amazing goals in like two minutes. He's just completely uh, dominating. Very important goals too, because we'll talk about yeah, and, and, um, all the numbers and stuff that Korea sort of had that. Um, allowed us to go through right right and uh, we typed the game and i'm like oh my god like hey uh i'm so glad i didn't lose faith but but then i think you know the the like delirium uh after the second goal had hardly worn off when ghana uh scores the winner and that was just like uh, that, that was very um you know disappointing and yeah. i remember like going to bed like almost just like haunted by it and this had just <laughs> happened after japan had lost the coast of Rico. Right. And that teams, also right. was so, it's like, you know, coast, I mean, th- that's already pretty bad, but I'm like, I wouldn't have thought that was so bad if Japan hadn't beaten Germany in the first match. I'm yeah. like, what was yeah. all that for? If you're going to blow it to Costa Rica, now you got to play Spain. And they didn't just like lose like one nothing. They lost three nothing. Who? Japan, right? To whom? To Costa Rica. No, or was, was that another team? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought a, they had lost. Like, it was a big... late goal. I didn't watch it. I was out uh, having dinner with, with my cousin, and I, I I thought like no way they would lose. Maybe it'd be very disappointing to get a zero zero draw. But I'm like I can't believe they lost it. They totally blew it. And the kind of optimism that was ha- uh, surrounding like you know the Asian teams, um, both in terms right. of jug was waning, and, and also <laughs> the. Uh, Asia Football Confederation. Because I heard people get kind of confused when we were celebrating, like, oh, Australia made it as an Asian team. They're like, they're, they're not Asian. And uh, I think they're, I think what people were more happy about was the fact that, uh, like, the AFC teams are doing well, which means yeah. the, the conference itself um, gets more respect and right, right. Uh, all that. It's not quite asian as, as like a racial or geographic thing although you know we, we can i actually want to talk about that a bit as well uh so you know i i go to bed and i'm just like and this is like it started off so well and now it's gonna be 
pretty bad World Cup, it looks like, not only for Korea, but for, for Asian teams. And, oh, God, um, like it's going to be another four years before any, any we can hope for anything better. I was thinking, oh, God damn, the last time Korea made it to the knockouts was 2010. It's going to be, if we, if we yeah, don't get another chance until 2026, it'll have been almost 20 years. Yeah, and, that's, uh, yeah. And things like that were just kind of like weighing on me. And then, uh, uh, what is it? And then the, the Portugal game is coming. And actually, um, part of me kind of wanted to go out to see it, but it was also um, kind of late. And it, it was during like my second last night here. My parents wanted to watch it with me. And, uh, and so you just that. stayed home with so, your, yeah, I, I stayed your family home and watched it. And I was strangely calm about this and i was thinking you know what i've kind of come to terms with the fact that we're not gonna probably do well and I, also i think japan making it uh th- with that shock win over spain and you know also seeing um the other afc teams like iran and to a much less recent australia uh do well i was thinking you know what it, it's okay like korea you know what let's just put up a good fight and that will be that will be good enough. And, and then Portugal scores in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, but you know what? Actually, I think that ended up helping us really uh, a lot. It woke us up. I mean. It woke us up and put them to sleep. Because this yeah, was definitely yeah. not their A team. You know, Bruno wasn't playing. No. Uh, Bernardo Silva wasn't playing. Um, Jao Felix wasn't playing. Uh, it was definitely their B side for sure. Uh, yeah. Who's who, who's their center back? The um, guy who plays for City. Uh, his name escapes me uh, for a second. I mean, they did have like some um, you know decent players, but there was clearly a, a B squad. Uh, so um, wait, whoa, whoa, why was I bringing that up? Um, no, could you edit this part out? I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> well, I think you were just saying that, like, you know, you were at home with your parents watching this. You were calm, but, like, they score really quickly. Oh, yeah. And so, um, it's their B team, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, they're up, and they're like, okay, we, we're, we know we're already through, and even with a draw, we're guaranteed to be first. So uh, if you're Portugal, yeah, if you're Portugal, yeah. So I, th- I think the team's a little bit more disjointed. It's not quite the the first team. Although you could argue that since the B team, they're hungrier to prove themselves. But um, so I think that it put them in the perfect spot to just be like, okay, we did our job. Maybe um, you know Cristiano was just going to try to pad his stats. But uh, other than that, I think the team was like, okay, we just have to write this out. Whereas Korea now had. Um, you know, and I'm sure you could, you know, this. You remember those, like, when this, when Tottenham has that horrible tendency, more especially in the Mourinho era, where we score too early and we just spend the rest of the uh, game defending. And we're yeah. like, oh god, um, we, and we always had this dread when we score too early. <laughs> I think that's kind of what happened with Portugal, and um, yeah. So then Korea played really well for like the next 20 minutes we were very calm and i think the ghana match really helped because we're like okay we know we can come back right, Portugal right. Team, like you don't panic yeah yeah it's not that scary um you know like if we do it against ghana we can do it against this portugal b team so we kept at it uh kim jinsu actually scored a goal but then that was disallowed because of offside 
And I felt very comfortable that we would probably score again. Uh, and we did. Kim Young-won, who's the guy who actually scored the winner against Germany in 2018, now at two World Cup goals is up there as uh, some of our leading World Cup goal scorers as a center That's back. That's true. Just yeah. quite impressive. Uh, so then it's tied at 1-1. Uh, but, uh, but at this point, I think Uruguay... Uh, had gone up or was about to go up to nothing on Ghana. I think they already were. Yeah. But either way, they were. They had scored a couple of goals, right? Yeah, and um, at least based one. on the tiebreaker rules, if Uruguay went up three nothing, then we, it wouldn't be enough for us to merely beat Portugal. We'd have to win by two goals, I believe, or something like that. Which yes, yes, we would have to win by two. I think that's I think that's true, because we were tied on every other tiebreaker. <laughs> right, right. So it's like within thirty minutes, uh, Uruguay's up two nothing. Ghana had actually missed a penalty uh, before Uruguay yeah. went up one nothing, and that was psychologically that broke their, for that. That, that really yeah. deflated them. I think apparently the guy who uh, took it, Andre Ayew, was the only uh, player who was who had been on the twenty ten squad. Oof. on Ghana so that so he was not only one of their se- most senior members but he was like the link to that infamous yeah. uh, 2010 match uh, which for listeners I- I'll just go, go quick rundown I- I'm guessing if you're listening to this ep- episode you kind of know about the World Cup but the quarterfinals of the 2020 South Africa World Cup Ghana played Uruguay Ghana was carrying essentially the hopes of the entire African continent as the last remaining African country uh they went up one nothing on Uruguay, then Uruguay tied it, and they were in extra time. And it, it was pretty much in the last second. Uh, Ghana was about to score a goal, but then Luis Suarez clears it from the line using his hands. So he gets red carded, yeah. and then uh, he gets, uh, and then Ghana gets a penalty, but Asamoah Gyan misses the penalty, and then uh, Ghana loses the shoot uh, shootout after. And you know, I, I think people say like, oh, it's because like Luis Suarez like celebrated and all that. But and yeah, but I think what Ghana and and I and I understand this uh, is that the rules at that point um, it completely rewarded Luis Suarez. There was no downside yeah. to what he did. People are like, oh, he was punished because he got red carded. Well, he would have been eliminated anyway. So that's not a penalty at all. Because uh, if he did nothing, right. he's not playing the next game anyway. Because Ur- Uruguay's out. So him handling exactly. the ball—that's uh, no sacrifice in his part. And then it, you know, preventing a short goal into giving a penalty, which on average goes in about three quarters at a time, is still a downgrade. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, Ghana was just in this position where uh, like the so-called uh, justice for the thing that had been done against them was clearly uh, in favor of the you know, infringing party. So, yeah. uh, so I, I get why they're mad. Um, and this was their chance to kind of avenge it, and you know, within twenty minutes, they, it's like PTSD. The the you know, the recurrence of the nightmare happens. Yeah, yeah. And then boom, thirty minutes. Uh, Uruguay's up two nothing. Game's pretty much over. And I'm also thinking, oh god, they're up two nothing. Even if we, uh, I think we can maybe win this game two one. I don't think we can win three one. And Uruguay's going to score at least three. It seemed like uh, maybe our only hope was Ghana would put in a few. But then there's a risk that Ghana gets a draw, in which case I think they would be through and would not be good for us. I'm like, uh, um, 
and I was just thinking, you know what? Let's just enjoy this. At least we drew. Um, maybe, maybe Sonami can put in a pretty good performance and and go out on a high because he had been under a lot of criticism and stress. You know, despite the fact that he's playing injured. Yeah, with that, that sick mask. Oh yeah, I mean he looks good <laughs> in that mask. And then uh, I'm just watching the second half and um, like Portugal. <laughs> Once they took out Cristiano, they started playing much better. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo at this point is not very good, honestly. Um, yeah, we, um, we all pretty kind of knew that. But I, I thought, yeah. you know what, th- but that's at the kind of Premier League level, you know, Champions League level. Yeah. If he's playing, you know, Korea, I, I still thought he could do well. Uh, but, you know, he was, he was pretty bad. He was offside like 90% of the time. And like the one chance he had, he badly missed a header. He really, yeah, he... he- <laughs> He fucked it up. Right. And then once he got taken off and they brought in some younger players, they were pretty much controlling the game uh, for pretty much, I think, the last 15 to 20 minutes to the point where I was getting ups- getting annoyed because I'm thinking, it really, like, a draw does us no good. Why don't you, um, why don't you go for it? Why do you have to lose? Yeah, push more. Yeah, because yeah. are you, are you going to, are you really playing for that point so you can say, oh, at least we got two points not instead of one in the group stage? Like, who cares? Just go for right. it. Um of course. And, yeah, because if you if they score another goal and you lose, then you're out. If you just have a draw, you're out. Yeah. So like, go for it. Yeah. You know? But little little did I know that this was this was all part of the plan, or or maybe it wasn't, and, and this this was <laughs> all a, a kind of magical coincidence. But in the in the 90th minute, they got a corner kick, Portugal, and I think it was actually their own player, uh, or or whatever. Got, it was oh, a okay. contested header, I think, uh, between one of yeah. our players and theirs, and it just shoots out. Uh, on the on the like kind of the right channel, right hand channel, and Sonumin is like the first player to it, and it's just him yeah. uh, against like the two center backs, I think, and everyone else is behind him, and he's like going down by himself, and I'm thinking, oh, you know what? Um, but you know, Sonny has had these moments where he's had the ball and he's carried it, but then everyone swarms him, and he just has no one to pass to, or he, he takes a half second too late, and so so I'm like. You know, not getting my hopes up too much, but I'm like, he's like doing, 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 and then he draws in like uh, pretty much over half the Portuguese team. He drew team. in like seven of the Portuguese yeah. players. <laughs> there is this a shot of him and like seven white shirts surrounding him. I honestly thought it was photoshopped. I thought, oh, I did was, too. I did too. Yeah, they just cloned a bunch of white uh, shirts and whatever. But no, I, I watched the video clip. It really was him <laughs> surrounded by like seven players. He uh, nutmegs. Uh, I think. Uh, Dalot, Dalot, whatever his name is, the the United um, player, and perfect pass to Hwangi Chan. Perfect timing. I mean, yeah. when I watched it in real time, I thought like there was a chance that he was offside because it was uh, that close. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know Hwangi Chan. Perfect finish. I mean, such. Yeah. For Hwangi Chan, not only has been injured and not really played much of this World Cup, he hasn't played much in the Premier League. He's been benched most games. Yeah, um, yeah. he's been dealing with an injury and just uh, and he plays for a team that just like has terrible offense the Wolver, Wolverhampton Wolves uh, for him to just immediately come on and make a and he was like weaving and, and, and bullying his way when he whenever he got the ball instant fuck they scored a second alright well fuck. good job United States um, see that's the same magnanimous- type of play the same type of play too like that's how magnanimous God, fucking damn it I'm feeling. Uh, I I I sincerely wish that the U.S. Uh, did well uh, against the Netherlands, which you know, me <laughs> and and the uh, American team 
you know, that's quite rare, but uh, looks like, I, you know what, they might come back. You never know, but looks like the <sighs> Netherlands uh, are going to make it through. But anyway, uh, so I'm watching it and my parents are going crazy. And I don't know if this makes me an extreme pessimist, but my immediate reaction was like, let's all calm down because if Uruguay scores, all this is for nothing. Well, not for nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Sonny and, and Hwang had a great moment, you know, and that will always live on. But it's to me, it'd be worse to suddenly get our hopes up only for them to be dashed. Uh, that's kind of that's what true really because, hurt me about yeah. Ghana. It was not that we lost. It was that for a brief moment, we had this beautiful, uh, legendary comeback in the cards. Even if it was just a draw, it would have been so satisfying. But to have tasted that for a moment, only to lose it at the end, that's what really hurt. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because the Korea game ended like a few minutes before the Uruguay Ghana game. So uh, about 10 ish yeah. minutes earlier. And I'm thinking, remember the, uh, I mean, I'm sure you know, the, when Manchester City won its first title kind of in the, in the Premier League era. Yeah. This was, this felt like eerily similar to that because I remember watching that game and, you know, Manchester United beat, uh, I think it was um, Sunderland or Stoke. I think it was Sunderland. And you see the players, they're, uh, you know, they're like, we did our job. Now we got to find out what happened in the other game. And they're just kind of like, you know, milling about in, in the middle of the field. And then uh, a few minutes later, uh, Sergio Aguero scores. Arguably the most famous goal in Premier League history. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, this could be the World Cup version of that. And that would, that would, I would have rather just lost or not. I'm just, you know, drawn like one, one. Okay. We, we you know, to, but to, yeah. Have, the, but to, to see the, moment, like, the, yeah, have to, to have it wanted. sort of in grasp and then like have it taken yeah. away Only by lose other forces, right. That you can't control. That, that's, yeah. That was what I was drinking, which is why I, I honestly did not celebrate the Hangi Chung goal that much. Cause I was just like, you, you know, athletes when, um, like I, I see this in soccer sometimes when when they like in a big important game they like score an early goal and, and then the guy just like he does a calm down thing to everyone and they're like mm-hmm. let's, let's get mm-hmm. back to this. I was I was doing I was like that guy like let's calm down. Uh, the more important thing actually right now is now Uruguay. Um, I it I wasn't really scared that Portugal would score because I think by that point they didn't care that much. They're like oh crap. Yeah. Um, we were rather one, but let, let's just not get injured or something. So, uh, you know, the rest of the time goes off and then I, I'm not even celebrating when Korea wins. In fact, when, when Sonny and all the players, cause Sonny just totally broke down, started crying. I'm like, Oh God, what if Uruguay scores? And then he, he's going to cry again. And like, I felt that was such, <laughs> just like, I was getting like preemptive trauma. Just thinking about that. Oh <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. How, preemptive how vicarious trauma. Would, <laughs> how devastating it would be for him. I mean, uh, forget about me, but for these players, to be celebrating now only to have it taken away. Yeah. Now, and it's, and Sonny crying is sort of a meme right now because, um, after the Ghana game, he's, he's crying because, you know, they lost mm-hmm. and he, the sense is that like they sort of blew the whole world cup. Right. Cause yeah. everyone was saying sort of after that, like, Oh, Korea's done, you know, they're not going to be Portugal or too many things have to, to break right for, for Korea to, to move on. 
So he's crying like in the middle of the field. And one of the Ghanan coaches comes yeah. over and takes a selfie <laughs> of himself with like Sonny right next to yeah, him, like I, bawling I, I his only, eyes out. I only recently saw that because I, I heard about that. I didn't want, I don't want to watch it because I was just like, no, no, that, that's going to hurt. So too like Sonny crying, it. like in like relief and like happiness or whatever or something. And then it could be the third time he cried if like they didn't make it through because yeah, Uruguay like, like scored a third goal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was like, oh God, no, uh, for his sake, let, you know, it's that snatching of hope is, is yeah, yeah. would be so viciously cruel. Okay. And, and then, and the, and I was watching it in like the Korean uh, TV networks. And if it were the U S um, I, I don't know where it's like legally streaming in the U S whether it's like CBS or NBC Fox. Fox okay. Um, I, I, I probably would have been able to use my um, friend's cable access to, to watch both games at the same time. But, you know, it doesn't work in Korea here because they have, like, the, the VPN stuff or, yeah. or the security yeah. things. So, you know, the regional differences. And I, I, I didn't really think to use the pirate streams I usually use, I guess. It just didn't occur to me. Uh, it, but none, I couldn't, we couldn't find, like, another channel that was broadcasting the Uruguay-Ghana game. So it's, it, it's just focusing on, like, the Korean players and them kind of celebrating. And, and then, actually, they, you know, they huddle up and they're like, telling each other like oh what's happening in the other game meanwhile there's like no information about the that i have about ghana uruguay except for me like refreshing uh the the espn yeah. page that's to, right yeah to, the game to, cast yeah the game yeah. cast and i'm like i'm so scared that with each click it's gonna turn into three nothing <laughs> from two to three yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm also uh have the reddit game thread but i'm also even more petrified because uh i click refresh and then it'll be like oh god no and that's like the first post. And I'm going to be, and I'm going to know that that means Uruguay score. Cause like, nobody wanted Uruguay to go through except Uruguayans. No. And that's a, that's a small country. And I'm sure the diaspora is not very big. So everybody uh, wanted, did not want Uruguay to go through. So any expression of uh, discontent in that thread, I know would have meant Uruguay scored another goal. And, um, and then the announcers, these fucking announcers uh, say something. Oh, uh, there's a penalty show in the other thing. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, don't tell me they got a fucking stoppage time penalty. Fuck that. And, and I'm so scared at this point. I'm not even refreshing anything. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> seriously, just being in the dark for those, I think it's probably only three to five minutes was such a horrible experience because you just have no idea what's going on. And you're just petrified that the next uh, refreshing screen will tell you your dreams that you just thought were achieved are over. And I'm just an observer. Uh, right. I'm You're not, we're not even players. on the team. <laughs> and I just did or not, like affiliated with like South Korean soccer at all. Yeah. And, and I just did not want those players to have to go through that. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. But then at a certain point, the, one of the uh, station's camera operators zooms in on uh, a smartphone that I think one of the players was or one of the fans was looking at and I saw that the game was they were playing so then at that point I knew there was no penalty and I could breathe a sigh of relief yeah and then um God actually had a couple of decent attacks and um and then there were there's like a t- point where like the Ghanaian goalkeeper is just like dribbling the ball it's like wasting time. <laughs> and I thought that was such uh and then this is the beautiful part. Uh remember like tw- if 2018 was a story of 
a, a very surprising Korean Mexican uh, like unity because our very right. unlikely victory over Germany helped Mexico through on a day they lost badly to Sweden. And we, I mean, uh, I'm sure people remember the uh, celebrations between uh, Mexicans and Koreans or uh, Mexicans yeah. and random Asians they saw on the street. And it was just like, <laughs> one of the most just joyous and, and beautiful days that honestly, like ever that I, I can imagine. Just like, just, you know, people just being happy together. Um, this was gonna kind of doing the same thing, except it was out of pure spite, which I thought made it even better. This wasn't about yeah, them going yeah. through. Uh, this wasn't about them um, helping uh, uh, an unexpected friend, like international friend for like mutual uh, positive development. It was actually to wreak vengeance on a hated enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and is that God was like, you know, um, instead of, I don't know, maybe getting a consolation goal or, or, you know, salvaging some kind of that kind of pride. No, we're, we're just going to drag Uruguay down with us. And obviously that was good for us. And I was so thankful when I saw them, you know, put in the time wasting substitutions and, you know, as I said, the goalie just kind of milking the clock. And, uh, I think Uruguay gets one final free kick and that was just, you know, we've seen last minute free kicks go in, you know, you watch enough soccer, oh, yeah. uh, you, you see a lot of different things happen and we've seen those kind of last minute things. And I was just like, dear God, you know, this would be just up there with one of the cruelest endings, um, of all time. But, uh, I think the ball just goes straight to the goalkeeper. And at that point, I think we knew that it was over and then it, it is over. and. I mean, how did you feel? Where, how were you watching it? What, what time was it playing in the U.S.? I guess it would be in the afternoon. Um, I think it was in the morning. Yeah, yeah. We I actually, like 10 right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't watch it live because I kind of forgot or I just was like doing other stuff. I know I'm a bad follower, but um, I know I was at work yeah. and I wasn't. I'm not able to like, I would have to do it on my phone because they block it like in the browsers and the <laughs> computer. Um, and so like, I, for whatever reason, I was just busy that morning. So like, I didn't, I didn't like follow it, but like, I, but my wife is like, um, she was like, Oh shit or something, you know, they scored. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, and I, so like, I started watch, I started following it. On ESP, I was doing a similar thing that you were doing, you know, oh like God. just updating you, the game cast and everything. Do your blood dry up with stress? Yeah, I, I was just like nervous because I was like, oh, they scored, you know. But mm. I was like hopeful because I just believe in the team. Like they had come back before and like they just don't give up. And, um, you know, so I was like, you know, it just won and it's so early. Like we got tons of time. And um, I just sort of like kept following it and follow, you know updating the game cast and and then I saw we scored I was like oh we scored you know and and then I was like I went to the page and um you know they have like the standings right so then mm-hmm. and they and I was I looked at the score of the other game and then I was doing all the math in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. I'm like okay if we win this game we'll have four points and our goal differential will be this and our guys got to do this but like we tied them so like what are the tiebreakers so I was doing all that in my head Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, they can't score again. Mm. So I was just, like, nervous. <laughs> you See, know, just I, I, nervously. 
I figured all that out ahead of time, so that that's okay. why uh, that's why I knew. Like once we're going up two nothing, it was like a, it kind of felt like they they had it because it was like you got you got two goals. Ghana's completely morally uh, devastated. They're gonna win three nothing at least, right? Um, so I'd already worked that out of my head, which is why when I saw, I, I you know I saw some like you know Korean um like soccer like streamer types, and they were like so happy when um when uh huang scored but even they seemed a little confused I'm like oh so what does this mean what does it mean i'm like did you really not figure this out ahead of time like <laughs> right oh, if, that's what i if you're gonna be yeah if you're like this is sort of like your job or yeah like a uh, hobby yeah. yeah well i was like kind of the extreme end where i was like barely celebrating as i said the, the huang goal because i'm yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you know the, the worst is possibly yet to come uh anyway but yeah so i yeah i was watching it at home as i said and i was really happy i was like you know looking on Twitter and Reddit, just seeing what others were, were uh, feeling and enjoying that moment. But it was weird in that I, my reaction kind of like how at the start of the match was like, you know, no matter what happens, I'm, I'll be pretty happy. It, it was, I just remember like saying 2018, just being so deliriously overjoyed at what I thought was a miracle um, against Germany. This time around, even though, I mean, like, the Portugal B team, um, as I said, was not exactly the most motivated team. Uh, and it, it's, you know, it, we, can't, we can't really say we beat the, the Bruno Fernandes lineup, you know. So, no. But I don't think it's quite that. I think it's um, because I've seen something like the 2018 win against Germany and so many other things. I, I think with watching sports, uh, at least with me, you get to a point where you see so many kind of like these miraculous things happen that I think eventually they kind of start wearing out. For example, um, just earlier this year, uh, when Sonny was competing for a golden boot, the last uh, match of the Premier League season against Norwich, I went out uh, uh, to, a, to a bar to watch that. And it really felt like he was kind of going to fall short, but then he scored like two goals in the last like, 15 to 20 minutes of the game. You know, you see things like that. Um, yeah, as I said, the aforementioned World Cup match against Germany. Even something like, remember when Sonny didn't even have his military exemption and he went to play in the Asian Games? That's right, yeah. The, That's a big deal, actually. In the yeah. semifinals, Korea was actually down uh, against Uzbekistan with about maybe 10 minutes to go. And... You, you know Huang Yijo, uh, the the other striker? He's basically the guy yeah. that uh, Cho, Cho Gyu-sung replaced. A lot of people hate on Huang Yijo because he's he was never like the top, top player, but um, he's really in a bad uh, stretch right now. I will never uh, hate him in any way because he scored a hat-trick in that Uzbekistan match. He does, if he, <laughs> and he, including like, kind of like a very uh, late uh, equalizer to take the game into... Um, extra time, yeah. Extra time. And I believe uh, Huang scored the winning penalty in that match. Huang also scored the winning goal in uh, against Japan in the final. So you know, Huang has really uh, saved Sunny many times. Um, just just something that seems to happen a lot. Anyway, so Huang Ijo will always have a place in my heart for how he stepped up in in that match and in several other matches. Uh, he may not. He may be kind of on the decline now. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was a strange sense of, I, I've seen 
enough of these that while I'm very happy, it's no longer uh, that weird to see it happen. And also, I think right. And and, and, and you know, I, I don't want to be a downer on this, but it's kind of like this is not going to in the end solve major problems, whether it's your own personal like happiness or greater yeah, national or international it's, things. It, yeah. Um, yeah. It certainly feels great, uh, but it, it's all fleeting. That sounds probably kind of weirdly uh, <laughs> well, dark. Well, I think but- the big, yeah. But I think the, the lasting thing is maybe sort of a connection to other people that you might build through your fandom and through these events. Um, it's not like the event itself is going to do anything. It's sort of just the fact that you are a fan and that you're connected to like that sort of group of people mm-hmm. um that that's that's lasting but yeah, yeah the and I, the, I, the happiness itself is not gonna like it's not life-changing right right and you know i'm i'm still like kind of amazed maybe even a little dismayed in a way that you know i, I saw so many people actually crying or saying they cried when they saw this uh you know online and you know i've seen footage of it as well but I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm very happy, especially, especially for Sonny, because, you know, he's had this burden of being a so-called underachiever on the, on the national team, which is like so true. Uh, I mean, I don't watch Belgium a lot. Um, you know, rest in peace also Belgium, but I heard like <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne is considered like, is, uh, he's the off- best midfielder in the world. Right. I mean, but he's, a, he, apparently he's attacked as being an underachiever on the national team. Uh, and yeah. So if even like the best midfielder in the world uh, uh, is attacked like that on a loaded, loaded team, um, or at least more so in, in past years, well, you know, like Son Heung-min is, he is so head and above any other player, especially attacker on the, on the Korean team. And of course, he's not going to play as well as he plays on Tottenham, which is very much tailored specifically to to maximize his skills. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's the yeah, and that's always the big difference between these national teams and the club teams is that the talent level is just so much lower on the national teams. Or uh, they just don't fit well together. Right, or they don't fit well or whatever it is, right? Or both <laughs> in the worst case scenario. Um so the players that might be your best player um they're not going to necessarily do well cuz they don't fit in the system. Yeah, so. like a Paul Pogba is a total freak, like a player who actually plays better for the national team than the club. And then again, he plays for France, which is uh, pretty much the best team <laughs> in the world. Talk about loaded. Yeah, uh, so and he, yeah, so he, he's like the weird exception. Like most players uh, play worse for the national team. So, but now, like no matter what happens against Brazil, he nobody can take away the fact that he captained uh, while injured, while playing with a broken face. He captained this team which was like decent, but definitely not favored to get out of this group, which is also one of the tough, toughest groups. And not only did he lead them out, he, you know, that, that side of him, like streaking down the field yeah. in the 90th minute in the black mask, taking on like seven Portuguese players and pulling <laughs> off the perfect nutmeg. Uh, and also I mean, the let, perfect pass. I mean, perfect pass. Just, and also, you know, give great credit to Hwang Chan. Uh, I'm afraid his. Oh my great- fucking! Oh my god! We should have scored there. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Oh yeah, no worries. Ugh. 
I, I'm, I'm a little, I, I think it's a little unfair for him that his role, I mean, he had to finish that thing. Like, I mean, Lukaku, look at him. Like, it's not easy <laughs> yeah. to finish Fukaku. off even Lukaku. I mean, uh, uh, Lukakovic, I thought, was just <laughs> vicious, vicious uh, insult. But, you know, even a pass that's perfect takes immense Absolute skill. sitters. Immense just. skill and composure to finish off. And that, I don't think, was an easy chance. Like, the ball was perfectly no. placed, but it, it wasn't like he had an empty net to shoot at. Um. But actually, uh, interesting thing on this totally random, but I, I heard an interview with um, uh, Kulishevsky that he prefers when there's actually a goalkeeper. He doesn't like empty nets. Because empty nets is when yeah, you um, yeah. miss because <laughs> you just overthink it. So in fact, maybe... Well, pe- Go ahead. No, people will say that, like, let's say in basketball, right? Some people will say it's harder to shoot that, like to knock down a completely open three-pointer than when there's like a defender closing you out. People oh, yeah, say yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. It, it just, it just makes you more nervous, you know? Um, and it, it, I guess you're, you're just like not used to it kind of, because you, you generally as, as a, as a, if you're kicking, trying to kick score, you expect there to at least be somebody between you and you're trying to figure out how to beat him. Whereas it's an empty right. net, like, Oh, what the hell? But anyway, uh, Huang, just like, oh, you know, just like, he had every excuse in the world to be like, oh, I'm rusty. You know, you should have played me earlier. And like, if he missed, be like, ah, oh, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I, I've only been on the field for like 15 minutes. What do you expect? But just, you know, he, he finished out like he's uh, fucking Erling Holland or something. Uh, it's just incredible. <laughs> and and he had to like sprint. Yes, yes, like, yes. He was like way behind. Like the full um, field. <laughs> like right. it was crazy. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, you know, Sonny, he, he has that moment now. He, it is his kind of like, you know, Park Ji-sung uh, scoring against Portugal or Greece. Uh, this is up there, uh, if not above it. And no, nobody will, he, I think he's firmly established himself as no, unquestionably now. The, the, like, I hate the fucking like Park Ji-sung, like hipsters who are like, oh, but he's won more trophies. Like, okay, I, I'm sure we've talked about this before. But yeah, as, as like a, as a squad player, like I love Park Ji-sung, but like, God damn yeah. it. Like, you cannot compare that. And it, it, they, I guess the one thing they could legitimately hold with, like, Pakistan was kind of like the heart and soul of a lot of those, uh, you know, Korean teams that did best in the World Cup, the t- uh, 2002 and 2010 teams. Uh, but now, Sonny has his claim to do that. Remember his interview with Pakistan, I think it was last year, where um, Park is, like, telling him, like, you passed me a long time ago, and, and Sonny's like, oh, no, I haven't. And some might say, yeah, that's kind of like typical Korean uh, fake deference or whatever to, to your elder. But I think uh, Sonny deep, yeah. so deep down believed it. Because I, I know, I have, you know quite a few of Korean soccer fans believe it. So, uh, But now, I don't think you can say that anymore. You don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be just a, no, you know, no. trying, to be, just, trying to be a contrarian to say that. Yeah, I mean, just on, on like... Um, individual quality alone i mean that was done a long time um, ago but in terms of yeah. uh okay maybe at the club level he hasn't done as well but you know you guys you guys say you know he did make a champions league final he's a you know golden boot winner which is in a way also kind of like a team wo- award uh and yeah. um you know who knows what he'll accomplish at the at the club level in the next like five ish right. years that he probably has left right. in his career uh but definitely at the national international level he has uh equaled um anything that like park has done because yeah the the kind of responsibility he's had and, and all that so agreed, you know, agreed. that um i was really happy for but 
yeah, it, it, I think I think it's just kind of a maturation process, you know, as, as a person, not tying so much of your own uh, personal um, kind of happiness to a to essentially entertainment uh, sports is entertainment. And I, I think this goes to like a wider thing about say like media representation, uh, mm. just kind of weaning yourself off of that being like, you know, the, the, whatever things you're hoping to vicariously feel or accomplish through these things. Um, there, there are things that you can do. That's more uh, affects your real life in a real, more tangible way than, uh, these spectacles, uh, which which is not to say I, I'm it's, like I pretty much spent like all of today just going through Twitter and you're just <laughs> reliving the moment. So I'm not saying I haven't thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it, but it's it's yeah, not of course, of it's course. not the same thing. Um, and, and, and I want to address another point. Um, because like for a long time, uh, you know, there's like a lot of people say like a oh, 2002 World Cup was like unfair or rigged or all that. And for a long time, I took that really personally. Uh, because it felt like, because I had attached a lot of kind of personal, um, a sense of uh, like kind of like personal self-worth to how the Korean team had done in 2002, especially because uh, all the big things they'd done were, were against European teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it would have been different if it were against like Brazil or something. Because you know what? It, it's not like, you know, Brazilians don't like run America or like, you know, people who look right. like Brazilians, you know, it's basically like, you know, European people uh, who do it. Right, right. And you grow up in like America or Canada and you do have that chip on your shoulder. And 2002 was uh, a big fuck you to kind of that. And for people to try to discredit it, uh, saying, oh, it was only uh, because of, you know, this. I, I will say I, I, like, um, you know, Korea beating Spain. I thought that that was weird. Even when I was watching it, like I, I, I remember not even celebrating that much. I'm like, I don't think, I think Spain should have won that. I think at least one of their two goals that were called off were good. Um, but I, you know, I definitely thought uh, our win against Italy. You know, despite like maybe that yellow card shouldn't have been given. But hey, the game was almost over. You only had like a uh, second half of an extra time. You Italy still could easily defend it. It happens a lot. You know, you go man down, but you can hold well, off. That's it. That's the Italian way. Well, yeah, the more, more significantly, go up the goal and defend. <laughs> yeah, the, the significantly less talented team, you can defend for fifteen minutes. Not the biggest deal. And there was like some bullshit about how Italy had like a goal taken away. It's like, yeah, well, the, the play was whistled offside, and and that guy uh, Tomasi, uh, he just kept playing and and scored in an empty net when and when the goalkeeper had stopped playing, and they they called that a disallowed goal. That's like saying Korea had a disallowed goal uh, against Portugal, and that was unfair. It's like no, it was called offside, and it was like yeah. And I, I remember the offside call against in Italy. I've seen replays of it. It was like pretty close, and it's like it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a like blatantly unfair decision. Uh, you could maybe say may, should have been it could have been fifty fifty, but we see that all the time. And I thought it was just yeah. people saying no, no, like an Asian team, uh, especially like a you know in men's in a, in a popular men's uh, like sport that's not like some weird niche sport like. I don't know, uh, ballroom dance or something in, in like a, <laughs> in a top tier glamour sport, like soccer. Uh, there's no way that, uh, like an Asian team, uh, can, Oh, that would yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a big a, element a, of that, right? Yeah, a European I mean, team. That was definitely a big element of that. Yeah. And, and I think, but then I see how so many people are now happy. Like when Japan beat, um, Germany, I just saw so many people just celebrating, even when like Korea beat Germany, 
uh, everyone was celebrating that. And I think a big part of that is that in the 20 year span, like back in 2002, like I remember it being a big deal that like Anjong Law was a bench warmer for like a bottom half uh, Serie A team. You know, that was like, right, a, right. that was like a glory, uh, glory boy <laughs> on our team. Uh, and, and so obviously I think at that time, um, the prospect of losing to an Asian team when, you know, Asian players, the best <laughs> Asian player, uh, was a bench Korea, warmer on a, a bench warmer yeah. on, on like a, a third, like third tier team, albeit at the highest league, um, in a European league to now where you have Asian players winning golden boots. You have, uh, you know, Asian players being yep. best players on teams that we win like league titles. I'm thinking of someone like Shinji Kagawa, you know, arguably the best player on Dortmund during the, the height of those Klopp Dortmund years. People are just right, kind right. Of used to now, I think, um, seeing Asian players and teams uh, more as equal so that it's not, it actually doesn't offend them at, at a, like a deep core level. Uh, even when like Japan kind of wins uh, on somewhat controversial terms, like against Spain. I mean, I thought that, I mean, I think also it helps that the ball was clearly in when you saw the right replays. Oh, but it still, was in. Yeah. And I think, and I think something that's really indicative is apparently uh, ITV or what, whatever, which is apparently a British um, station that was showing the game. They were like uh, this guy Graham Sunis, uh, I think that's how you pronounce the name. This is like old dude, and um, a bunch of other I think older like pundit types. They were like incensed. They thought that uh, that goal shouldn't have counted. And I thought these are probably the people who would have been setting the tone of what what happened in like two thousand and two, and I. And I got yeah. so much like yeah, for that sure. world. Like 2002 was still like pre, I mean, the internet was around, but it's like pre-internet as we know it. I, I don't know how many people actually watch the game. I think people just hear stories about what happened uh, in that in that tournament, especially in like the Korea-Italy and Korea-Spain matches. Or the Korea-Italy match, I think, for whatever reason, seems to piss people off the most. And I, I think that the narrative was set uh, on that. And it just, it will never get changed because it's just too late uh, for that to change. Everyone would yeah. have to kind of curl, collect the viewers their memory and, and watch the game start to finish. Uh, but it was uh, uh, hearing the stuff from the, the ITV people. I'm like, yeah, those are the people who are probably setting uh, the, the discussion and the conclusions. And it's, it's become hard-baked in 20 years. And it will never change. But you know what? I, I don't care anymore because, as you said, yeah, uh, these things uh, have happened. Like, the, you know, Korea making... Uh, the last 16 this time around beating Germany last time, uh, you know, Sonny winning the golden boot, um, uh, or there's know, been a lot of progress, a lot right? Of progress. So like so our Kim expectations and our, all that stuff is elevated now. So like, because that's out, we, and, and I think the, the mindset of the fans needs to change too, where we can't be completely like just dumbfounded and like delirious with happiness that we beat these teams. Like we can be happy, but we should expect that we're competitive. Yeah, and, and I think in the um, next to the well, level where we can beat them, and that should be like seen as oh, okay, yeah, we beat them. That that's always been a possibility. Yeah, and and I think especially seeing Japan do it against yeah. Germ- a Germany side that was clearly trying to win because it's like the first round of group stages. And I guess and I heard some of the ridiculous conspiracy theories about oh, Spain actually won its second place because I think uh, in the match before you know yeah, on the same day but before them turned out Morocco. Uh, if they had been second, they would face Morocco. Firstly, I, I would I would probably think Morocco is actually the better team compared to Croatia. Like you, you would only be uh, oh, yeah. afraid of Croatia based Definitely. on their heritage. 
uh, and I don't mean that in a racial way, but the fact that they were finalists four years ago and, you know, in 98, uh, they were third place finishers. Morocco, uh, I think has made it to the second, uh, in the knockout uh, round in their history, but I don't think recently, but I would be more worried. They're probably the most, um, surprising group winner, I would say. Uh, no, I would say Japan is. Considering the Japan. strength, okay. considering the strength of that—that's that. true. Because but, Morocco has some really good players like Ziyech and Ziyech is yeah. there, And Morocco was really good four years ago. Um, I think they almost beat uh, Spain or Portugal. I forget which one, but they were uh, they were in the same group. And people thought they were probably the best team that didn't make the the round of sixteen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that, not, here, not, that's me making assumptions on the strength of teams based on their, <laughs> their history. So just sorry, based, Morocco. So and, and Morocco beat Belgium, whereas Croatia should have lost. If uh, Lukakovic scores any of his four chances, <laughs> um, you know Croatia loses. Oh my so. god! I I I am I I I I hate Lukaku so much. He is just the biggest. He is like he gets paid the most money. And has like this reputation of being this goal scorer because he's had a couple of stints in like out of the Premier League, right? And like he goes out of the Premiership into like other leagues and he just like scores all these goals. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's the best. And then like with any actual defenders, like he can't score. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he is actually Belgium's leading scorer. He just tends to do it against minnows or uh yeah he, exactly he yeah. can't actually like score when it matters <laughs> yeah but anyway um yeah so morocco and, and not only that but people are saying oh they, they'll avoid brazil but i'm like brazil is in an injury crisis right now neymar i kind of don't think is going to come back and if he is uh even if he is he's going to be very hobbled uh gabriel jesus is out i mean he wasn't probably going to play anyway but hey if something happens to richarlison god forbid his backup is out Apparently they don't have a left back. Uh, they might have to play old man Danny Alves, which oh my which god, is, which is getting me to maybe hope maybe Korea can pull off like arguably the greatest upset of all time if we can knock off the uh, you know little uh, number one yeah. team in the world right now. Right, Brazil's number one, right? Yeah, because th- they haven't lost or uh, well, they lost they they lost against um who was it Cameroon? Oh yeah, but those are not Cameroon. They no, lost. No, they yeah, didn't lose but- to Cameroon. Yeah. Yeah, so they lost that game. Um, I think it was the first like international loss in like a few years. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> or something like anyway. that. Something crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was the Brazil B team, but like Brazil is so crazy deep that mm-hmm. you just expect them to beat a Cameroon team, right? Yeah. Um, but like for some reason, I'm just not afraid of Brazil at the World Cups or in, at all like no i get you yeah they, like um, they just don't play well or like they don't play up to what you would expect them to especially since they're the most winning you know nation in the world uh you know in the world at world cups at, at five um they just honest, haven't been scary honestly since so. 2002 there hasn't like you know 2006 i remember them losing to who did they lose to was it france yeah, I think it was France. Mm. That was when Zidane was on his like you know one man shows uh, run. That's right. Yeah, twenty ten they lose to, um, yeah, I forget. Uh, twenty fourteen, um, they lost to, I forget. But you know they kind of go out in the quarters, maybe the semis. I think they lost to Belgium in twenty eighteen in the quarters. Oh, that was they might have. Uh, for some reason, I think they lost to Croatia like in twenty eighteen, right or something. No, no, Maybe. they lost to Belgium. 
2018. Belgium, okay. And then Belgium went on to lose to France, I think, in the semis. So Brazil uh, only uh, made it to right, the quarters. Right, right. Uh, oh, obviously, in 2014, they lost to Germany. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, and, then, and then 2010, and Germany, they also, you know, ended up winning, but. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Brazil just, like, when, when people said they were the favorites, I'm like, based on what? I mean, I think it's closely tied to Neymar, because, like, Neymar, as great as he is, has never really seemed like the best player at any point in his career. Uh, and That's I, and true. I think, and I think Brazil, true. he personifies Brazil. Like, yeah, loaded with talent, but they just don't scare you. Like, but not, not that I've, you know, Tottenham never really had to face like a Neymar team, I think. But I just think of Neymar, I'm like, I, I, it doesn't feel, he, it's very flashy and he's incredibly talented, but it just doesn't strike me as just like a winner. There's no so. killer instinct, right? Like, I just don't get the sense that they're going to come out and really bring it, like, play up to their level. And just run you off the field. Yeah. Um, the last the, they there's some Korea, teams that you think, you know. They won 5 1. So <laughs> you will watch them win like uh, that again. But you know what? Um, eh. I, I think, um, you know, it, Korea will be in, in the spotlight. Like, I remember the last time we were in the group stages against Uruguay in 2010, nobody was watching that. Like, no, nobody cared about Uruguay in 2010, uh, uh, at least until the, you know, play Ghana. But uh, so I think people, Brazil versus Korea will be. Uh, a match that a lot of neutrals I think will see and let's show them what we got and even if we lose like 4 nothing or whatever uh, hopefully we, we, we play well and maybe we'll yeah. score a goal or two even and, and somebody will make their name maybe like Cho Gi-sung will become like a co uh, goal scorer leader of, of World Cup history in Korea he's already got two first Korean player to score a brace uh, in a game he just needs one more he'll, he'll be tied with Son Heung-min uh, and and um, <laughs> An Jung Wan and Park Ji Sung, this guy. Uh, why don't we Why don't we talk about uh, Cho Gi Sung? I, I think his story is incredible. I was okay. This is what I was willing to willing to take. Um, if Korea did not make it out of the knockout uh, stages, I was going to say, you know what? At least Korea accomplished by having the hottest guy at the World Cup. That is <laughs> an immense accomplishment. That's almost uh, better than making it to the. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than making it to the to the knockout stages, and you know I was talking about this with with Steve uh, actually. Um, you know, ever since the world kind of World Cup started, and I'm sure you you feel the same way. Like whenever like the World Cup rolls around, uh, you know, like Cosmo or or any of these, uh, you know, or like Jezebel or any of these websites. Well, maybe not Jezebel, but you know what I'm talking about. They'll be like, oh, you yeah. know, World Cup hotties list. And they'll have, it'll always be usually some guy from Western Europe, usually, usually like Spain or Italy. Uh, right, I think right. we can all agree like um, English uh, English players tend to be pretty ugly. So, uh, I mean, David Beckham, uh, not, uh, you know, forget about him. But Notwithstanding, yeah. yeah. But it'll always be, you know, from, from the one of the w- wealthier European countries. Uh, or maybe like a very white looking Argentinian. Um, I mean, they're all white, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it won't be like, yeah, a, no lighter skin, like Central American or uh, yeah, South American. It, like yeah. If it's a South American, it won't be like a black or, yeah. uh, you know, like Amerindian yeah, yeah. type of guy. And, and sometimes they'll have like a, a hot guy from like every country. Uh, and, and by, by, by the time they get to, uh, the Asian and, and also like African country, you can tell they're like not even trying. They're just picking a, a <laughs> random person. Um, you, you, okay, they, they never went far as saying Park Ji-sung was like the, the hottest Korean player. I think even they they uh, had some standards, but it, it's like that level of we don't care. Like yeah, it, yeah, you, you might, whether you're like a good looking 
Asian guy or ugly guy, you're all the same to us. Like, like ineligible, mm-hmm. irrelevant. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll focus on other teams. Uh, so I thought it was so funny that this guy, uh, whom I only, even, even I only sort of knew of because I would just check like periodically the Korean national team just to see who was playing the friendlies because I wanted to know who would be likely to make uh, in the matchup. So I saw this guy and then, um, you know, he didn't particularly strike me as noteworthy uh, in the in the sense of talent level. Uh, I think he was a K League K League leading scorer, but hey, you don't go was frequently the K League leading scorer, and he infamously uh, underperformed at, at the highest international levels. Um, you know, and I thought, yeah, you know what, this is this is like a pretty good looking dude, but you know what, like nobody outside of like Asia is probably really going to care because that's just how I understood things to be. So when after, you know, uh, when we were playing Uruguay, I was just like uh, on Twitter. So I, I, I saw like these tweets about him. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it kind of like just blew up from there. It kind of became this like viral sensation. And I thought it was such a stark reminder of how like things, t- like just a like, culture is changing. Even from like four years ago, I, this wouldn't have happened yeah. four years ago in 2018. But in 2022, um, I, I'm sure in um, a big part due to uh, Army, uh, you know, they, they lifted this uh, hitherto uh, unknown Asian dude into, yeah, I, I saw it like <laughs> player the Player 9. Con- yeah, Player 9. Um, <laughs> uh, what's 9 in Spanish? Um, my God, my uh, high school Spanish, totally. Oh my God. What comes after Ocho? I did Ocho? not take Spanish. Uh, Ocho. Nueve, okay, I, yeah, Nueve de Korea, right? That that was like trending on a lot of uh, uh you know, Spanish language Twitter uh, after. Uruguay. I have to give I have to give my wife props for calling that. So like we're watching the Uruguay uh-huh. uh, or watching another game, and uh-huh. and um, she was like going through, and or she was on like the social media, or mm-hmm. she saw the guy, and she's like, oh, the internet, you know, the Korean internet is gonna love this guy, and she was totally right. <laughs> <laughs> well but the thing is that koreans already knew of him and i think well i don't oh, know yeah, how, yeah. i don't know how like the k-league is popular but i, I i'm pretty sure like, you know like, you know women are women you know i'm sure like korean women sure knew of this guy uh, but obviously the rest of the world didn't because he, he's a k-league player and nobody knows that so um but it, it was funny that she like just like knew, okay yeah he, he he's got it he's got the it factor yeah no, exactly. <laughs> right right <laughs> Um, so that was, I, I think that's, that's just, uh, that's like a thing. I guess that's something that's new. As I said, um, these big wins by, uh, Asian teams over stronger teams at this point, even before, um, Korea's win over Portugal or, or even Japan over Spain. I mean, you know, Korea over Germany, Japan over Germany. Uh, it, it's something new, but this Shogu thing is actually something new which is why i find it so entertaining and i think um yeah as i said i was willing to take that win uh if it was the only <laughs> win we could get from this but uh, it's still more important in your mind than the win on the field <laughs> no, no no i'm not saying that <laughs> no, i wouldn't kidding, go that I'm far kidding. but I, I, no, I was I'm gonna joking, say i'm joking but actually no. but I, I mean yeah but um I, I was willing to to salvage it as uh, and then try to as a win, yeah. As, as, as copium, try to say, you know what? Right, right. <laughs> we may not have actually, actually, literally won uh, a match in this tournament, 
but uh, we we won something actually. We won well, the hotness uh, contest. Yeah, we won the hotness contest, which is no small thing. Um, uh, but right, you know, it it to go back to like sort of talking about how you can't really put too much of like your own personal worth and energy into these wins to of like strangers. You know, they're not really you know you know. It was. I don't know whether I was like. I had a weird reaction to. Um, so when the when Japan beat um, uh, Germany, right? Mm-hmm. They cut like when they scored that goal. Um, they they cut to like this fan in the stands, like this mm-hmm. Japanese man, and he's sort of like probably middle aged, and he's like frumpy looking, but he's wearing like the you know their blue jersey, mm-hmm. and he is just. He's like bawling his eyes out. Yeah, yeah. And he's like crying and like mm-hmm. the camera just and he's like on worldwide TV because mm-hmm. they cut right to him. Mm-hmm. And he's the only thing, you know, he he takes up the whole screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. Like it really me- meant that much to him. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's kind of touching. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, wow. <laughs> so also a little embarrassing. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just a literally cry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just interesting because it does mean that much to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't personally think it'd be embarrassed, but I would be like, why? I mean, I, I think I'm someone who cares a lot about soccer and attaches a lot of meaning to it beyond just it's a game. It is something that represents the collective spirit and will of a people. I do yeah. believe that. Um, but I, I don't think you... I don't know if I'd ever cry even at the height of my belief in that. So like to be that emotional over it, you you must be quite invested in it. Um, Very. And and it's and may if Korea or like the US wins the World Cup, that that's closer to me to to being like that emotional. Mm-hmm. But just to like qualify or like win a game against like you know, historically strong side. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't move the needle in terms of like crying emotions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not to say you know. I, I, as I said, I saw a lot of people kind of like our you know people our age uh, and all that crying. Um, and I'm oh, so happy we got one back. Oh, cool. We got who's, one back. Who scored? Uh, Haji Wright of all people. I have no idea who that is. Hey, that sets up for for a great finish. So uh, why don't we wrap this up soon so uh, you can focus? Uh, totally. Oh, we got Fifteen on... minutes to tie it up. Yeah. Oh and my god. Maybe I'll go watch it as well. Um, okay. Any? Okay. Let's let's get any last thoughts we have about this World Cup. Um, I I honestly think it's been the best World Cup I've seen so far. I really yeah. like. like yeah. I really like twenty eighteen. The problem with twenty eighteen was that after the round of 16 it, it got pretty predictable i remember the group stages being amazing uh but then i think i think once it became pretty clear france was unstoppable um there just weren't a lot of memorable knockout matches uh yeah yeah i, th- I think the closest one was the japan belgium match because of the see that one always that I think I could find, I will say for four years, I could not watch replays of that because it, it was so just like heartbreaking how Japan almost had pulled off the upset against Belgium, but lost it in like the last 20 ish minutes. 
Now I can go back and watch it because like Japan has, I think, redeemed itself by yeah. uh, emerging yeah. out of the group of death. Uh, but so yeah, so I, I still do have those kinds of like personal um, hangups uh, attached to these things. But as I said, now that these things have happened, I can now go back and easily watch them. Kind of like how uh, I thought I wouldn't be able to watch the Korea Ghana highlights for at least several months. But once, um, actually, after a few days, I was able to watch it again. And I think that, that kind of like sensitivity lessens with just agreed Asian experience. But so 2018, I really enjoyed the group stages. And I, um, I really loved Croatia's run. But I think the problem with that was everyone kind of knew France was going to win the final. That was like not really a uh, close match uh, before even it started, the conception. And then the game match itself i think proved to be i mean i think the score actually flattered france a little actually no actually i think it kind of uh flattered croatia because like one of their goals was a total fluke at the end when uh Lloris just gifted uh Mandzukic a goal but um and then 2014 i thought the problem with 2014 i thought was that korea didn't do well so that always soured the yeah. 2014 tournament i mean actually i think that was the most pathetic thing i've seen Korean national team the last round of matches against Belgium when Belgium got a red card in like the 20 something minute and they still won yeah <laughs> and you know who yeah, scored the game yeah. winning goal for them is Jan Vertonghen no, I remember it was Jan Vertonghen oh Vertonghen <laughs> a defender a defender like and not winning. known for even being like an offensive defender <laughs> no, not known for being an offensive defender uh, scores a goal uh, a man down and it never actually felt like we had the oh. man advantage and I thought and I actually felt yeah. the dread. That's always we, the most pathetic. You go up a man and you still get dominated. That's this, always the most and, humiliating. And, yeah. And when we got that red card and when we got the extra man, I was thinking, oh God, now we got to win this or get humiliated. That's this true. There, that does uh, put pressure on the team. And that, then not true. only did we not win, we also lost. And uh, that was so just, that's why my expectations going to 2018 were so low uh, that I wasn't even that upset when we uh, uh, lost against was it a Sweden in the opener? I'm like, well, I don't even know if I watched that game. I'm like, well, that's, that's what you expect, right? Anyway, so 20, and then 2010, I, I just like did not enjoy watching that Spain team at all. I thought they were incredibly boring. As much Tiki Taka as, is a hard style of soccer to watch for people, um, even the most ardent fan. Look, I uh, love the 2008 Spain uh, yeah. Euro team. Probably my favorite uh, non-Korean team uh, just to watch. You know, they, they were just so much fun. They were, they had the the hunger because they never won a major title before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this was like their golden, golden generation. Right? Well, this was well, this was like the the cusp of the golden generation. They, right, right. Uh, they hadn't like I think like I think Busquets and like Xavi Alonso hadn't been on that team yet, or it, it was a team. You know, you got Xavi, you got Iniesta, you got Torres, you got um, David Villa. <clears throat> You know, they uh, really hadn't come into their own yet. Like the, the reputations weren't as high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they were still known as like the chokers, uh, Puyol, uh, PK, like yeah, and obviously uh, Casillas. Yeah. Like these, the, those guys were on the team, but um, they still hadn't won anything as a nation yet. So people were still doubting them, and they just played with such fire and hunger. I always admire them. Then twenty ten Spain, oh, dreadful to watch. Fuck. Oh no! Why Netherlands scored? Yes, three um, one now. Mm. Okay. Fuck it. It's over now. Yeah. It's only 10 <laughs> minutes left. I'm sorry. 
Um, Fucking hell. So 2010, uh, I... Uh, I liked uh, because Korea and Japan did, did well, made both to the knockout phase. Uh, and honestly, I, I kind of miss the Vuvuzelas. Not actually, I don't want them to come back, but when I hear them, they are such Nostalgia, a signature, yeah. the signature sound. Yeah. Um, plus, that was like the summer after I graduated college. So, you know, that's like a very distinct time in my memory. Oh, 2006, I hated the 2006 World Cup. Just... Uh, it's fucking Italy won it. That left a sour taste in my mouth. And Korea did badly. Well, we didn't do that badly. Uh, we did beat um, Togo and drew France. But there were no real inspiring moments from from that team. Like It was like a weird uh, team in that a lot of 2002 players had retired or were kind of past their prime, but the newer generation hadn't really been... Um, hadn't really come up yet so it was this in-between team and i just remember it was like that kind of like horrible uh fashion era the mid-2000s when a lot of uh asian guys would kind of grow their hair out so everyone (laughs) on the team had this like kind of mop top look oh it was terrible and yeah that's what i and with these ugly jerseys with um it was like that was like like a weird era of jerseys yeah it was this uh kind of like hot red with navy blue plastic print i don't know it was just terrible it was just not a good look it was not a good look i actually don't think our jerseys this time are that great um i wish we wore those white tiger stripe ones those look so cool i don't know why we got well yeah but i think like the the cut or like just the fit of the um jerseys were really bad just overall in that era now Mm. though you know they're they're like fitted and yeah you just complain about the pattern, but yeah. yeah like So and then uh, 2002 I, I greatly enjoyed, but I was also like just getting into soccer then. So I didn't yeah, really yeah, know what was yeah. going on. So I like what do you think about this World Cup? Like would you would you also say that it's, it's your favorite? I mean, you don't have to agree with me, but I mean I would say yeah, um, it's my favorite. I don't know if I have like a favorite one or a non favorite one. Um I think I think it's probably of the of the last few, right? So from like 2014, 2018, um, 2022, um, it's the most enjoyable for me. So I've had the most fun like watching it because mm-hmm. um, because I like upsets, right? And I also like seeing the big European teams lose. I just I it's, like seeing them lose yeah, because uh, of their arrogance, and um, it's always fun to see the um, you know the favorites. Favorites lose, right? Like you want the underdogs to win. Um, and, you know, I, I just, yeah. So, like, I, I've had a lot of fun because it's just the games have been um, tense. Uh, there ha- haven't been a lot of, like, real blowouts, right? Other than obviously, like, you know, Spain beating Costa Rica 7 nothing to, to start their tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, certain teams, like even Spain, right? You thought that they were going to just blow through the whole tournament um, mm-hmm. on that start. But they haven't, right? I mean, they've sort of, they're still probably going to do really well, but they just haven't sort of lived up to their their beginning. And other teams have shown a lot of heart and grit and come back and like a lot of highs and lows in terms of emotions. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a really fun tournament to watch. So, yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, like, as I said, like going to the last day, it seemed like every group had some kind of crazy yeah. outcome. I mean, I think there were some groups that were fairly 
boring. I, I think the Group B, America's group, was actually one of the more tame ones. Like, yeah, England cl- uh, was clearly the best team. And I didn't watch the USA versus Iran match, but it seemed like it wasn't full of that much drama except for a uh, you know, relatively late goal by you know the United States. But it wasn't like... There wasn't like some crazy permutation where... Uh, yeah, Wales is clearly the worst team in the in the group, so I think that kind of made it clear. So the only real contest was yeah. USA and Iran. Oh, Group A was obviously pretty boring. The the the, the cutter group. I was saying like yeah. every group had had some kind of craziness going on uh, in the last day, which is great. And there was something to play for, right? Something yeah. and, not and, not like set. Yeah, every team, and not just not just yeah. like the the teams fighting for second. Like even the first place teams had something at risk. Right. Right. Um, um, and then, uh, and also like the Asian teams doing well is just uh, a great, another thing that will, uh, you know, make this my favorite <sighs> world cup and, and a, a kind of spiteful part of me kind of, like, we know all the horror stories about, you know, Qatar and, and all, all the, 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 Oh, that, that's the, horrible too. I mean, that's yeah. despite the whole, yeah, just, and that's bad, yeah. but just the very sanctimonious ways are like countries like Germany and to to their credit, I think the U.S. has been less so with this. But you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? The German Germans with yeah. their stupid uh, mouth over hand over mouth um, protest, which is hilarious because it, it looked like um, I don't know. The, the, it, it's just not a very um, let's just say it's not a very uh, masculine look <laughs> to, to be good, looking <laughs> like you're gasping in, in i don't that's what they look like right they were like oh my god like it, it, it had that kind of yeah look. yeah um, it was not very intimidating you know and soccer you want to no, look, come no. off as intimidating uh you know and, and it wasn't uh, the most um hardcore protest yeah it wasn't let's say it wasn't the haka it wasn't the the all blacks no the haka. no uh and you know stuff like that and i i think the english media uh, british media has been very sanctimonious as well uh, but apparently the ratings have been through the roof and the play of quality uh i think it's unanimously um been praised although people unanimously praised the russia um group stages and then the second half of the tournament wasn't as exciting so we'll see what happens but uh i I think definitely my favorite world cup yeah no it's been fun man um so okay yeah i'm glad we could uh talk about it and um and i will soon be back uh, in the u.s um that's right and you're gonna pod about your whole trip i'm excited to hear uh, that too yeah and yeah listeners i i've been kind of off the pod uh in the last maybe even a couple of months uh we you know it's just you know we just have like other things to you know like going on i I don't mean like in a bad person i'm just being like you know busy with other projects and things like that um so you know um happy to be back on and i definitely do want to pod about my trip here it's made me think about a lot of things and actually, I want to see uh, a lot of pictures too. I'm sure you took pictures. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a ton of pictures, but I, I did uh, fill up a film roll. So hopefully those nice. turned, turned out well. Uh, but uh, cat, you can catch me later on a pod where I'll talk about, uh, you know, going back and yeah, because it's it, it been like four years since I'd seen my parents or, or been to Korea, really. So a lot, a lot of uh, time to think about things and uh, and all of that. Okay, uh, maybe we can sign off here. There is right. the 88th minute. Maybe the U.S. can pull off a miraculous comeback. Maybe uh, oh, God. stopping this pod will bring some good mojo to them. 
right. I don't, uh, you know, we have to believe in everything and all that jazz, but um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it would be the miracle of all miracles. Yep. All right. Okay. Good talking to you, Adam. I will be back right, in New yeah. York very soon. Uh, looking forward to coming home. Good talking to you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.